Pick Up the Six is sponsored by Mudgear. Mudgear serves the unleashed with gear for the modern hybrid athlete that's made tougher. They've created strong, functional performance gear like their performance shirts, shorts, and socks. I wear Mudgear on the regular. Whether it's for a road race, an obstacle adventure, or a ruck, Mudgear can help you gear up for extreme performance. Go to mudgear.com, use the code PUT6, and save 15% off today. Hey, NGBN, it's Brian Jodis with Pick Up the Six Productions. Join us here at Pick Up the Six as we introduce you to the men and women among us who go above and beyond through service, purpose, and impact. Whether it's travel in the United States or right here from our studios, we can't wait to pick up the six with you. What's up, people? Brian Jodis back with another episode of Pick Up the Six. Grateful to have you with us. Got two amazing guests coming up in a mere matter of moments. But as always, thank you to you, right, for dialing in, tuning in watching and that's whether you're watching us on ngbn tv get that app downloaded share it with your friends we are on a mission to save men's lives by creating content for men in their 40s 50s and 60s building community with those men and then equipping them to do big things and uh, we're just thrilled that you're on this journey with us or if you're watching on youtube listen on spotify apple Podcasts, all the places you can find pick up the six we're available for your eyeballs and your ear holes and just as always Happy to have you join us and be a part of this amazing thing, right? Because we're dedicated to service, purpose, and impact. It has been a whirlwind start to 2024, which includes launching this streaming TV network. And so many of you have been watching our journeys, where we've been over the last few months, you know, what this thing has looked like since we launched a sneak peek of this streaming TV network on the 29th of January. I mean, it was like a week later. We're in Las Vegas for three days, streaming continuously. Seven hours a day, three days in a row from Super Bowl 58. And then we've got a major effort coming up in the month of April that I've got to tell you about before I bring in our two guests. And when I, we talk about this effort to save men's lives, we're serious about it. And unfortunately, you don't need me to tell you, but there really is an epidemic that's sweeping across our country and many others where men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, that, that sort of middle-aged group, they're like 70% more likely to do that irreversible thing that we can't come back from, right? Which is suicide. And so we've launched this TV network and Pick Up the Sixes jumped right in to be a part of it to address that. And so on April the 6th, we are introducing what I have to think is a uniquely positioned, one-of-a-kind event, a pair of two-hour trainings, totally free to watch, attend, there's no cost whatsoever. April the 6th, it's a Saturday from 9 to 11 Eastern, and then again from 9 to 11 Pacific. And both of those are live sessions. And you can engage, interact. You can watch it on NGBN TV. You can watch it across the social media platforms, which is where you can comment and be a part of it. But we just, when we talk about equipping men, equipping our viewers to help other people, this is a big way that we're going to be able to do that. And we've got incredible experts that are going to be hosting that session. So go to ngbn.tv slash save a life, register today. There's no cost whatsoever. And you can watch and be part of this. And it's like, you know, it's, it's not apples to apples. Don't get me wrong, but it's like taking that CPR training session, 
right? Well, you can be CPR certified. Well, what if you could learn over the stretch of two hours, two hours on a Saturday, what to hear for, what to listen for, what to ask someone that maybe sounds like they're struggling, right? That's what we're hoping to equip you with on April the 6th. So get tuned up on that. One more time, go to ngbn.tv, save a life, register today. We got a Herculean effort in front of us. We want to train 100,000 people that Saturday. Can we do it? I think we can. We need your help along the way to help us do it. So do that and uh, let's uh, let's make a difference. Before we bring in our guests, two amazing sponsors here on this show. And the one guy we're going to bring in is going to love how much we're talking about his company today, but he's been a great friend and a loyal supporter of Pick Up the Six since we launched this thing. I've got two codes. That's the COT code for my F3 show. Use the code COT to save 15% at mudgear.com or use the code PUT6. Either one's going to save you cash, right? On what is great outdoor gear for outdoor athletes. And I'm grateful that they've not only partnered with us here at Pick Up the Six, but also what we're doing on our F3 Circle of Trust show. So big thanks to Mudgear. They make gear for the outdoor athlete. We're going to tell you a lot more about their company, why they started, the things they're working on as well. And then a brand new sponsor just this week. Our friends at Momentus, they're making incredible products for your fitness and wellness. Things like creatine, whey protein, down to some hormone support, things like magnesium, D3. I just got a fresh box of Momentus supplements at the house yesterday. Just got it. And uh, got the whey protein in and the creatine in this morning. Uh, Creatine before the workout, whey protein after. And really just excited about what they're doing. Uh, there to create a place for you to go and get the supplements you need to optimize what you're doing and your performance. Go to livemomentous.com. Use the code Brian J and you can save 15% off there as well, which is uh, pretty incredible. So thanks to those two amazing sponsors, one of which you're going to get to meet today, which is amazing, right? Let's bring in our two guests. The man to my right, likely, well, my left, your right, if you're watching on the TV box, is Alex Thrasher. My F3 brothers call him Malco. Alex, what's up? What's up? Good to be here. Good to have you, bro. He is the owner, president, CEO, Grand Poobah of all things Mud Gear. And he's the man behind the amazing brand that has been with this show since day one of the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. And congrats on the uh, Momentous sponsorship. That's fantastic. They're a great company. and Great company. I'm learning a lot more about the uh, supplement world as I get older. Yeah. That magnesium, that's a good, that's good. You know, not only on the physical uh, side, but, you know, brain health. Very yep. important as well. Yep. That magnesium got the tip from our man Bones, Dr. Tunis Hunt, uh, and magnesium before bed. Folded that in last night. Dude, yeah. helped a ton. Really excited about some of their hormone support stuff. Got some new things uh, in the fold. So we'll report to you guys back on that one. So Alex, good to have you, man. Malco, good to see you. Got my man, Mark Jones, calling from a car phone today. Mark, what's up? You, you can say hello. You do, there, you right? go. there he is. That's right. <laughs> Mark is a Mark's a busy guy. He's constantly training. His body is his greatest asset, but he's got a little one at home. So he's like, I, ha- I got to head to the car phone for the show today. Get a little quiet, but it sounds great coming in. He is the rucking world champion. And we're going to tell you about the time that th- this, these three guys, the three of us had together late last year and how, it, why it brings us all all together today to talk about what these two guys are doing. And it centers around this thing called rucking, right? If you've been watching our show or, well, if you cross over between pick up the six and the F3 circle of trust, the two shows that I have the honor of 
hosting here on NGBN TV and then across all those other platforms, we talk about rucking a lot. And it, it is a sport that really it's been around for a long time, right? Guys in our guys and gals in our space have known about it for a while, but it feels like over the last man, four or five years, and maybe COVID was a catalyst into getting that weighted backpack on, getting outside and doing something. But this idea of going underweight, right? Putting weight in the backpack. And then doing various activities at a minimum, weight in the backpack and taking a walk, right? Yeah. But then you can also do so much more with it. So we're going to talk about what it is and how these guys are connected to it as well. But man, I'd love to start. Let me start with Mark, if that's okay with you, Alex. All right. And, and you guys will hear me dip between calling him Alex and Malco. And he might say Brian or Kitty. And then we'll just call Mark Mark, which is fine because he refuses to join the local F3 guys because Mark's too intense for them is what he told us last time I saw him. <laughs> oh, that's ins- – no, no. That's totally wrong. Don't put totally kidding. Throw in shade. Throw in shade. It's all good. I'm terrified to jump into the F3, and they're right down the street. Right down the street. Like we're running by. So one day. One of these days. Mark, uh, you got a great background, man. You got a wild story, you know, incredible journey. I think it involves two different military branches, if my memory serves correct. So could you give us the, a little bit of the Mark Jones, you know, bio and, and, and story, man, to get you to, to kind of where you're at today in life? Yeah. So let's just go right to senior year in high school. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of kids in this, in this domain can relate to this a little bit. Uh, you hit that road where you don't know what path to take next, right? Mm. You're in school for so much of your life and you're at the realization that it's coming to an end and the next chapter is unknown. And for me, not having the family, not having the financial support, it really was a no brainer at the moment a Marine recruiter came up to me before going into the chow hall and said, Hey, you want to be a Marine? I said, sure. Okay. What's Marine? And, uh, you know, just the ignorance of, of the military at the time as a, as a young 16-year-old going to 17, uh, you know, it, it could have been anybody. It could have been Navy, Air Force, whatever. Just so happened to be a Marine. And, you know, at the time in my life, I said, I need to figure this out. Uh, if the end goal is college, then let's, let's join four years and by the end of that four years, I better have it figured out on uh, what the next step is. So that's really, really how I got into the military. And, uh, you know, through that time, got my master's. And uh, somehow 21 years later, uh, I, I retired just two years ago. Yeah, but you, uh, you get into the Army at some point, right? Isn't there a, there's yep. a, there's a crossover? There was a crossover. So I got out after my uh, four-year enlistment in the Marines and uh did my college and then just so happened to you know coincidentally go into the chow hall there at uh the community college i was going to and there happened to be an army recruiter then and he had a nice little bonus for joining up Mm. Uh, yeah that helps a little bit doesn't it it sure does uh so i took that bonus signed up right away uh and then you know just continued my degree got deployed you know, a few times and, and then, uh, you know, have no debt. So for me, it was the, it was the best choice, but 
looking back, it seems like the only choice mm. I really had in life to to come out of this with a degree, debt free, and uh, you know, it's just it was a wild ride. But you know, here I am retired at, at forty one. So we're gonna bring uh, Malco back in in a second. Before that, though, fitness is a big part of your life when you're in the military, right? So so tell us a little bit about the things you were doing then when wearing the uniform that have set you up for what you're doing in the competitive rucking space now, right? Rucking world champion. And we're going to talk about a lofty pursuit that you have this year to break a rucking world record. We'll get more into that. But I know that was a big part of your time in uniform, right? It is going after physical feats like that. You know, it's, it's funny looking back uh, in the Marines. I, I was a smoker. I smoked a lot of cigarettes. Wow. I drank a lot, um, and you know, here we are. Uh, it, it would be like two in the morning, passing out. Four or five a.m. getting up for our, our, our PT in the morning, <laughs> and then you know, like I, I don't know how we did that. The 17, 18 years old, uh, you know, going to twenty, and then finally having the aha moment. Actually, in Haiti, uh, I I was coughing up blood. I said, right then, then and there, I'm stopping smoking. And we happened to have uh, a, a real fitness guy, you know, you call him the meathead. And him and I built this gym in Haiti uh, with concrete blocks. So the F3 can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, and rebar and, you know, whatever wood we could find. We built this little shithouse gym with 550 cord and duct tape. And we just, we push each other every day. And uh, it bulked up to 220. So, you know, just solid. That's all I did was lift weights. And then, uh, you know, I got out. I cut back uh, on the lifting because I didn't have that accountability anymore. And uh, I just let myself go. Hmm. Started started drinking. Went to a really dark hole. And, uh, you know, one day just walked outside you know, you know, big hangover two in the two in the afternoon, 1400 and uh sun hits me in my eyes, forces me to look down at my doorstep and there's a half marathon flyer there. And from that moment on, you know, not even knowing what a half marathon was, uh, two weeks later, I, I went after it. I did it. I was sick for days, but then I wanted more. I said, what's, what's a full marathon? And then you can qualify for Boston and then there's ultras, there's adventure racing, there's, you know, and, the, and it just kept going and going and going. And when, when you start having those little finish lines in front of you, you forget about all the other things that you've done in the past because now you've traded one addiction for the next. And that's really how I've looked at it all these years. Um, and you just keep raising that bar as you go. So really, Fitness in the Marines was just something that I did to get by and was pretty good at it still, even you know with the background. But then when I joined the Army, they actually had a lot of uh, sports programs. So getting involved with that uh, because there was a lot of opportunity to travel hmm. to amazing places and, and compete for this country. So in conjunction with my normal job, I also was an athlete in the military as well. So you'll, um, I mean, you'll have a beer now, but it's not like it was, it's not like it was in those days. Right. Uh, no, it's, you know, everything's moderation. 
And I, I could tell you the last time I actually got drunk, it was in 2009 before my last deployment. And it was just one of those, Hey, fuck it. Like, I'm going to get stupid, go out and, uh, you know, cause I'm not going to be able to do it for mm. a year, you know, we're deployed yeah. for a year. So, um, and, and they, even that one day full of regrets mm. and enough day, I don't want that in my life anymore. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you're staring at a, as you are apt to do, uh, I don't know, 30, 35 mile training ruck the next morning. It's, hey man, you got other, other places to be and other things. And I know you've got other priorities now too, right? Young son, young family, you know, it's just life changes a little bit in those moments. That's for sure. It sure does. And even if you don't have the family, you say, well, I, I'm registered for an event. So you can backtrack to say, like, I work hard for my money and I'm spending it towards an event that I want to attack and conquer with all the training hours I'm putting in, the sacrifice. Well, if you're jeopardizing that by having a night that's going to interfere with your training, Mm. you one, you're not going to do it and say, I'll do it tomorrow, or you're going to pursue it and have a really hellish time throughout that that training session and if you're 30 miles of pounding pavement and you have a pounding headache the entire time to go inside with that it's gotta be a better way <laughs> it's gotta be a better way <laughs> let's bring alex back in uh mark man thanks for sharing a lot of that story right getting to know you a little bit in your path alex i want to get to meet you as well and talk about this thing called mud gear before that let's take a quick commercial break right when we come back on the other side We'll get to meet the man they call Malco. We'll be right back. The five core principles of F3 are that it's free. It's open to all men. It's held outdoors, rain or shine, peer-led in a rotating fashion, and always ends in a circle of trust. In the world of outdoor sports, there's no escaping the elements. Every step you take defines your journey, and every step you take is one closer to your goal. Introducing the Mudgear Speed Ruck. Place up the Mudgear Speed Ruck to tackle the toughest obstacles, from the trail, to the road, to all terrains in between. I cover a lot of miles, and the right shoe could be a game changer. For me, the Mudgear Speed Ruck is that game changer. The Mudgear Speed Ruck offers unbeatable traction, durability for all elements, and unparalleled support for your ankles. All by partnering with the top trail running shoe designers on the planet. Made tougher and ready for anything. This is the Mudgear Speed Ruck. Available now from Mudgear. Gear for the modern hybrid athlete. Made tougher. Welcome back to Pick Up the Six. Brian Jodas here and thankful that you're with us. We've got my man, Alex Thrasher, lovingly referred to as Malco, to all the F3 brethren. And if you're watching that commercial we just ran, like, oh, the guy that, that guy looks familiar. The guy in that speed ruck shoe looks familiar. Yeah, he was just he was just on the air with me a few minutes ago. We're going to yeah, tell you a lot more. Yeah, it does bring back some good memories, my brother. We're going to tell you the whole story about that day where we created that incredible commercial together. 
I'll tell you this much, Alex, and this is families are funny, right? You got, you have your siblings. Families are funny, man. Younger brother. Right. My, I got two brothers, my youngest brother, right. They're all, they're all very aware of all the different production things I do and show them. I showed him that thing. He was like, you made that. I was like, yeah, man. Like Mudgear and I, we teamed up, we partnered, we got Mark Jones, we went to Arkansas. We put him in the brand new shoe. We put him through all the paces. He's like, man, that's like a real commercial. I'm like, no shit, man. (laughs) Yeah. Of course it's like a real commercial. Yeah. I got that was funny. That's a real shoe. That's what I got on my side. <laughs> it is a real shoe. Where is it? You got it within arm's reach? Let me yeah, see. I got, it. I got it. Yeah. There it is. This is right here. This is your Mudgear Speed Rock. God, I love it. I got a pair at home. They're in the garage as we speak. They're making their way across the nation on these days, right? They're shipping. But I do have my man, Alex Thrasher, who is the owner, CEO of Mudgear Outdoor Apparel Company. But man, you guys got, I mean, it's an interesting journey for you, right? As the, as the, as the, how this whole thing happens, how you get into this. I think you're originally like, man, I'm going to start a little side hustle. Let's make some socks and some gear. So man, just tell us a little bit. And again, you've been an amazing friend and sponsor of this show since day one. Tell us, tell us the mud gear, you know, how's this thing happen, man? Yeah, for sure. And and I'll also uh, bridge that into, you know, how, how we got into rucking as well, which is uh, interesting. Um, so Mudgear goes back to 2011, 2012. And uh, in, in, in those old olden days, uh, that was the beginning of obstacle course racing. Yeah. Um, Spartan race, Tough Mudder. Those guys were you know, early on the scene. Um, and uh, it was the beginning of my F3 journey as well. We had a group of guys here in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina that uh, would get get after it in the mornings. But we, we signed up for a lot of those uh, races. I did several of the Spartan races and uh, tough mutter uh, with some of the guys here. One of the best ones that I can remember was this frozen day out at the uh, the Whitewater Center, uh, where we were running through the the snow and the frost and uh, dip into the dip into the drink. Um, and it was it was so awful we had to had to do it twice. <laughs> but we we got bitten by the bug and uh, just loved not only the the sport but the community. You know everybody was hanging out afterwards and having a festival uh, sort of atmosphere. Um, and then it, it well, would carry the on camaraderie and fellowship and something like that. Yeah, People not just that day, but yeah, there, there, later you tell the stories. Yeah, there's something special about that sort of brand of athlete. And it's obviously, look, man, any shared experience, right? Shared misery, shared suffering. There's always something too, but there is there is quite a community around those those events specifically. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh fell in love with that community and, and noticed that uh, there weren't any apparel companies that were, were um, in touch with that community yet. We had some of the big uh, sports apparel companies like Reebok was a sponsor of the uh, Spartan race and Under Armour at that time was a, a sponsor of Tough Mudder. But when you uh, looked at their advertising and their product mix, they basically said, okay, this stuff that you can use for the gym or basketball is also perfect for these sports. But you know, the reality uh, ground on the feet was at the end of those races, you would see a pile of tennis shoes that had socks in it, that had shirts in it, that had just been torn up from the uh, the barbed wire or the, the crawling through the uh, uh, the gravel and, and and the various tortures that they they put you through. And of course, that was back in the day. You got beat by the guys at the end with the uh, the big Q-tips as well. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I saw it as a, an opportunity to um, you know make some apparel that was actually intended to be used in that sport and then mm-hmm. speak to that obstacle racing community in a way that was more grassroots and understood what it was all about versus just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, basketball, but outdoors. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, uh, decided that, 
socks, tall compression socks would be a great place to start. Um, one of my buddies uh, was the inspiration who loved to do the uh, Travolian Traverse uh, in the rope climb in a way that he would just rip up the back of his uh, calves. Um, not the leg over leg method, but just the drag your leg style method. Um, so I said, we need to make a, a compression sock that is, uh, you know, great for running, but also tough enough to withstand a rope climb and a, mm. a traverse like that and be the kind of thing that, um, you know, is still standing up. It's not around your ankles at the end of the race and you don't want to throw it away. You want to, you want to you know, race in these things again. So took that idea around to a few, uh, hosiery mills, sock factories, uh, here in the state and got a lot of no's, um, got a lot of confused looks about, you know, why are people paying to, to go do this? Uh, but lucked out finding a factory partner that uh, had a young guy who had just come back into the family business who knew what I was talking about. He'd run uh, one of these races himself um, and had a great uh, background. He had, he had just come back from working on some of these big sports apparel mm. accounts as a um, uh, technical designer. And he worked with me on my uh, requirements to come up with a, a few you know, additional tweaks and features in the technical construction of the socks that we could run a sample get a few made, hand them out to my, my buddies and test them out. Um, and they, they really, you know, hit the mark uh, enough so that we decided to make a first batch. Um, I had to put in, I think at that time, I, you know, it was a big uh, amount to swallow. It was about $10,000 to get everything started. Um, made as many socks as we could and uh, got them up online, started taking some to the races. And uh, before you knew it, we were, you know, pretty much sold through that first batch and uh, took all the money from that first batch and made double the amount of socks the next time. Yep. Um, and we're able to sell those. We say, hey, we're on to something. So uh, from there, uh, kept plowing more and more time into learning um, some of the, the uh, uh, you know, Google ads, uh, Facebook ads at, at the time. Um, a few years later, we got into Amazon. It's just been sort of the journey of learning one e-commerce thing after the next to figure out how to continue selling these things. Um, and we made some shirts and things along the way that, that put us in a great spot that whole, you know, whole other story, but our mm -hmm. relationship getting connected up with F3 in the early, early days of F3 here in Charlotte, North Carolina was also a huge um, milestone in, uh, uh, in our history and something that, you know, we um, to this day, you know, is, has been uh, just the, the best partnership I could, could ever imagine working to uh, supply the gear store for the F3 nation. Yeah. It's, it's really an amazing journey and obviously it gets to a point where, side hustle becomes, you know, full-time thing. And, and man, you just, it, it's been, it's been awesome to watch the progression, right. To see where it's come from. And it's also, I think it's got to feel good to not only equip, right. Finding a need and equipping those athletes, right. Those OCR races growing it. We're going to talk about where you're heading in the rucking space, but also knowing that tens of thousands of F3 men are running around the country and, mud gear branded socks that meet their needs too for the daily life of the gloom, man. And shorts and shirts and socks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm still surprised and amazed every time I see a photo of the guy wearing a, a, a mud gear logo, whether it's a shirt or, or socks. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of these things I recognize, I, you know, we, we've printed a lot of logos and I recognize the logos on these things are sometimes eight, nine, 10 years old. And it uh, makes me think, you know, we, we didn't design these to wear out fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, uh, you know, we're on our, we're doing a, so where I live, my local region, we're doing a throwback to our original logo, but updated to some nice. new stuff. And it's been an honor, honestly, man, to partner with you and your company to throw a bunch of those logos on the back of 
guys F3 shirts. We've, we've probably, in our little pick up the six production here, have probably done 30 or 40, 40 maybe. Yeah. Have more F3. My, and my trade-off usually was in the early days, just send me a shirt. So my wife's like, well, you got another shirt in the mail. I'm like, well, this is, this is how, this is how, this how the big fella gets paid. So you might be the least stinky guy in all of F3. I got, I could wear a new shirt to an F3 workout every day for months in a row yeah. would be my guess. Well, I'll tell you, there, there have been a lot of ups and downs along the way. I mean, it's been a, a fantastic, uh, you know, 11, 11 years, but um, you know, the first four were definitely a side hustle. I, and I, you know, I, I call getting to the point of being able to quit a day job and work on this mm. full time was a, uh, uh, it was my four year overnight success. Uh, it kind of looks fast from the outside, but it was a, a, a long haul to, to, to get there. Um, and then, you know, obviously COVID was a, was a big down um, for us. But I mean, most of our business is driven by people signing up for races. So when uh, COVID hit and all of the obstacle course races uh, in in the world got shut down, that was like a you know tanking overnight of the uh, the, the mud gear business that's driven by guys and girls saying I'm signing up for this new race and I want to mm. start training. I'm going to get a new pair of great uh, mud gear socks and and get after it. And that just uh, just went away. But the the interesting thing about that time though is uh, you mentioned um, the impact to rucking. So. We saw that, uh, you know, 100 percent, like all of our customer base, rather than training for a, a race at that point, decided, OK, we're going to do something different. It's got to be outdoors. I mean, we mm. got to be distanced, you know, all, all those uh, protocols we were under. So uh, trail running took off, but rocking really got some wind in the sails at that point within our community. And I saw the obstacle course racing world and the F3 world embrace rucking in a serious way, you know, during and, and after uh, COVID came around. And it was following those customers, listening to what they were doing, listening to what they wanted from us, from Mudgear, mm-hmm. is that what got us headed down that path. We made some, you know, rucking socks was our first um, entry there. And they they really did well. I think we dialed those in perfectly with the Merino wool. And that that set us on a path that would eventually lead us to Mark and further deeper into the rucking world and, and uh, to now have a shoe. Um, but yeah, I totally think that that was a pivot point for the business, um, watching our customers move heavily into rucking during COVID. Yeah. And it's, it's been an interesting kind of progression in that. And look, I mean, you've been there, you know, you've seen just a lot of sort of manufacturers in the space. Obviously the guys at go ruck have done incredible things with crafting bags, right? Jason, right. CEO of go ruck has been on the podcast side of things before, but it's evolved for you. Let's uh let's take a quick break, right? We're gonna bring Mark back. Want to talk a little bit about sort of the journey that brings you two guys together, and then obviously want to talk about man the birth of this shoe and how he's a big part of it and the things he's got going on in the future as well. But take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Alex Thrasher and Mark Jones here on Pick Up the Six. One week after launching our exclusive sneak peek, NGBN TV was live for three days of continuous coverage from Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. You guys hear me? NGBN-TV is live from Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. The one-of-a-kind streaming TV network for men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s was the conversation for the big game about men's mental health and the world of athletes, celebrities, and influencers were on notice. But we're just getting started with new partnerships announced like the Team Nike 3-on-3 Championship and new platforms available to download the NGBN TV app. So, what are you waiting for? 
Download the app today from your favorite streaming device or check us out at ngbn.tv. This is NGBN TV. Back here on Pick Up the Six, Brian Jodis here. I've got Alex Thrasher, Mark Jones joining me. Gentlemen, good to have you both back again. Mark, good to see you again, brother. <laughs> Make sure we can hear you. I can hear you loud you and clear. Well. Coming through. Sounds good. So, so listen, man, we've got a chance to meet both of you guys and appreciate you both taking time just to share those stories. But then there becomes a moment where you guys get linked up and maybe start thinking about getting that rucking boot shoe created. And Mark becomes a big part of that. So, gentlemen, maybe Alex, start, man. Tell me how you guys got linked up and tell us about the, man, the evolution of this speed rucker. Yeah, I'd love to. So, so when you heard Mark uh, speak earlier, one thing that's that was clear is that if you want Mark to do something, it's best to ask him, recruit him right out of the chow line. <laughs> and I think that must have been what happened down in uh, Jacksonville. That was, that was one of the first times we had a, a chance to really hang out. Um, Mark was competing, and uh, we were exhibiting down at the uh, Sandlot Jacks event that uh, GoRuck threw, threw down there, the, I think the first year of that. Um, and we had, you know, a good, a bit, a good bit of time hanging out near the tent in between, uh, events where we got a chance to chat a little bit and uh, hear some of his background. Mark didn't mention a couple of other things that are just, uh, abnormally, um, you know, superhuman. It, you, you know, there's a lot of guys that understand what it takes to even attempt to go into the, uh, uh Ruck selection events. He's, he's been through that a, a couple of times. Um, he's participated in the death race that Spartan and, uh, DeSena used to, uh, or still do run, but back in the early days of it, uh, probably the even cra crazier days of it. So there's lived, a lot lived on DeSena's property, if memory serves correct, and chopped wood and done all those crazy things like eating a sack of apples is the only thing you yep. eat for a day. Maybe I've heard some similar stories. I don't know. A couple of years in the cabin. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot on that resume that uh, he sort of glossed over. Um, we could we could do a Rogan style, honestly, <laughs> with Mark that gets in there. Mark, you remember that first conversation with Alex and you guys just sort of hit it off and you know it's crazy to think that was like our first interaction in person uh because you know mug gear has been part of my life and supported me through my through my endeavors for a long time and you know i'm just absolutely honored to even be here and to have any kind of input with the speed ruck uh there there are plenty of ruckers out there I admire and plenty of athletes that are capable of, of doing the exact same thing, if not better. And, uh, to, to be selected. Wow. I mean, that's like one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. I mean, on the tag, it says, you know, in conjunction with Mark Jones and not in those words, but to have a tag on a shoe yeah, that has your name on it. <laughs> I think I sent it to one of my buddies and I was, I was like, does this mean I made it? <laughs> you know, just, it's just such a cool <laughs> little uh, in, in everything else. Yeah. Why, why, why that guy, Alex? Right? I mean, you think about what he's been able to accomplish. You mentioned some of those things. Guy's a DECA athlete, right? Rucking world champ, right? Yeah. To be able to pull Mark into the process, right? So you get this idea. And obviously, you see the progression, right? The amount of folks that are, are sort of into rucking, but also you see a, a bit of a hole in the market, right? Like where's, where's the boot? Where's the shoe that's solely designed for these athletes? You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's trail shoes, there's boots, there's tactical gear. 
but eh, something is there something missing in the space? Yeah, it's, and I think it's uh, the the athlete side of the rucking equation that we were especially interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we saw guys like Mark really just you know crushing the uh, the event uh, that they were putting on in Jacksonville. But you know, the obstacle course racers were were doing really well, and some of our conversation down there was was revolving around you know, what, what equips the body to handle this particular sort of activity? If it's, if it's just long distance rucking, or if it's, uh, you know, a lot of these weighted um, exercises. And we, um, we had a a theory that uh, the, you know, the, one of the uh, common denominators of the folks that were were doing the best in those events were the ones that were really good at uh, what we call compromised running. Hmm. So um, this is something that F3 really teaches as well, right? You, so you you uh, you do some exercises like burpees or uh, pull-ups or whatever it is, something that just um, f- sends blood into the muscles and really puts you in a, a in a state where you don't want to run. Yeah. But you, you you take that um, uh, directly into a uh, a run yep. that forces your body to um, you know, learn how to adapt to to not having the blood in the right spot, not having your lungs, um, you know. In, in an ideal state, you might like them in a 5K, 15K, uh, uh, half marathon, marathon, but learning to run when you're um, right after you've done, uh, you know, a great physical uh, exertion um, is part of the, uh, you know, I, I think what um, puts these athletes in a spot that they can compete at that level um, mm. with the, these these style of events. So that's what we were looking at with uh, the rucking world. That Yeah, there's, there's great boots out there. And um, for, you know, um, uh, someone who, who's getting into rucking, there's lots of good choices. But where, where we see this going is the continued evolution of events that uh, feature rucking. Um, you see it, you know, this year with uh, Savage Race uh, has some rucking component. You see the the Bone Frog coming back has some uh, rucking components. And we're going to talk in a minute about uh, DECA, you know, one of Spartan's major um, uh, activities that has a, a rucking component as well. So the more of these events that go into rucking and the more uh, athletic pursuits that, that folks are doing with uh, weight on their back, the more you need something that's not just a boot, but, you know, yeah. it's you. Hey, are you, are you noticing, are you noticing more events starting to offer specific rut categories? Like I feel like I'm seeing it more at absolutely half marathon, marathon events, And even sometimes, even if it's just sort of unofficially, you know, you just, I'm seeing more. I just ran, it was a couple weeks ago. It was tough, man. It was tough. Eight miles, eight mile, Uari mountain run. There's eight, 20 and 40. We had guys doing 20 and 40. I was cooked after eight because Uari is no joke, man. The pitch and the, and the elevation in there. Yeah. Eight miles was tough, but there was a gal that in the eight miler, she was rucked up, ready to go. And they didn't have an official rucking category. She just, you know, basically hiked it, but she was ready to roll. And knock it out. Yeah. And the best, the best way to get people to an event is to make it harder. That's uh, you know, easy thing to do with a ruck division uh, right. is, is you, you amp up the difficulty by uh, putting that division in there. You're going to get a different breed of people signing up for these events and race race organizers are figuring that out. So that's where, we, that's where we see uh, the hole in the market is um, you know, a competition level shoe, a performance shoe. And what we, what we really did was we blended a trail, a, a world-class trail running shoe mm-hmm. with a rucking boot, something that can uh, withstand being underweight and also uh, performing at that level. Yeah, we're going to show it. We're also going to show the commercial we created. But how does how does how does Alex, Mark, Brian end up in Arkansas at the end of last year to put this thing together? And Alex, what was and Mark too? 
what was the process like in soliciting that feedback to create this thing, right? You're going to put the guy's name on the shoe. You got to get some insight from him. So Mark, what kind of things was Alex asking you, right? What kind of feedback were you given on the front end? Man, I, you know, Alex, Alex is a guy that can ask you one question and you just naturally give him like a hundred answers. When, when you have that, I don't want to call it power, but when, when you're that kind of individual, um, that, that gets somebody else to just spew the mouth, (laughs) I I think it's pretty incredible. So I, I don't really remember the question. I think it was just this top secret, Hey, we're creating a rucking shoe. What would you, what would your input be in, in, in all of this? And I think I just gave them everything that is just not in the market. You know, like you said earlier, there's there's a niche that that nobody really knows what to take uh, because rucking has been around forever. But yeah. in in the endurance world, it's it is extremely new, and people are starting to see that there is a there is a very good benefit to it, but no one has capitalized on it because it hasn't it hasn't seen that growth yet. That's really going to spark an interest from you know, the main people out there, uh, or the main companies out there. So really it's, it's just trial and error with so mm. many different companies over in, in my time, like at least a decade of rucking. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what do I use? And then once you kind of fine tune it, you have different terrains and different models of, of shoes for each scenario, even under loads, different, different shoes for different loads uh asphalt terrain uh uh trails uh hybrid and there's Water. all kinds of things now <laughs> yeah. we're in the now we're in deca ruck right so now that's a whole new shoe so uh the the space is fresh and new for a lot of people mm-hmm. and we're all trying to figure it out and you know after our day in arkansas that speed ruck was i mean it was slick out there we're hitting all kinds. Yeah, let's of take a look, man. Uh, we'll terrain. show. We'll show. We'll show you in a couple scenarios here, right? So you put these things on, and it was not like, "Hey, let's just uh, film a bunch of random stuff." It was like, "No, let's let's go put you in. Like, let's get in water. Let's get out on trail. Let's. I mean, literally, you can see them right here, just running through water, right? To be able to do that. I mean, at uh, that, that point too, going through the water. I was in my mind, I was so skeptical. I'm like, these things are going to fill up with water and they're going to be sloshy all day long. And I, I, I remember saying a couple minutes later, I'm like, wow, I can't believe how easily these drain and how great they feel now. I mean, yeah. we were, we were trudging through that again and again and again. There he is right there sort of rolling through part of, a. I mean, guys, like it was, it was a long day for our man. Alex and I had the easy jobs. We got to point cameras and run drones and all that stuff. Mark had to do all the hard work. There he is on sort of the long, the long road. That's one of his actual trails, right? One of his routes you in Arkansas I mean. where he trains a ton from to be able to do that. So I wanted to show you guys just a little bit of what that looked like as we we're able to do that. It doesn't need to be just a, obviously there's a massive commercial here for this amazing ruck boot, but there's a lot of purpose behind it too, Alex, which is the point is that to be able to find a need, right? Fill a need to be able to do that. And what ideally it propels the community forward to do. It's yeah. not just about selling shoes. It's about putting something on people's feet that they can then go ascend to their own yep. fitness journeys. 
Well, and, and, and that was one of our goals is that when you put these shoes on, we want you to feel like you want to go move, you know, put yeah. on, put on some weight and go move. And I think we hit that with the lightness and, and the, uh, the, the role that these, these uh, shoes have, that, you know, partially it's the ruck plate, partially it's just the, uh, the, the heel drop, but you know, you put these things on, you really want to move. And I, I remember a few things that Mark told us uh, along the way that were really, you know, critical for me. He said, these have to have a, a pretty wide toe box. You know, when you're underweight, you're going to, yep. your toes, you, you need room up front um, when you're underweight. And he said, uh, whatever you do, don't make these things waterproof. And and uh, that really confused some of the guys we were working with at uh, right. BJ. I have to mention BJ Shoes, their partner in this. They they provided 40 years of shoemaking experience to be sure that when we came out with something, it was going to be world class. Um, and they've got the uh, the best sole uh, on the planet. They call it the best grip on the planet with this beautiful rubber undersole. You'll, you'll notice that grip as soon as you put these things on. But they were confused by the the no waterproof. Um, they 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 weren't sure sure why we would do that. But Mark, uh, you know, was was quick to uh, point out. Listen, um, this is not just about you know walking through some some damp grass. Mm -hmm. In a lot of these uh, events and competitions, you're going to go fully underwater at some point. And when the water comes over the top of this boot, no matter how tall it is, you can't create the boat effect where you're just you know s swamped in water you have to be able to drain. So yeah. um, you'll notice we, we chose not to put drain holes uh, on our shoe. Uh, what we found is by using an upper, that's a little bit more like a trail running shoe, that nylon mesh uh, allows some, some natural drainage as you walk with the shoe that uh, you know, we, we didn't, we, we, we found that the drainage holes were not required, but you'll mm. still get a good bit of uh, the drainage immediately coming out of a, a, a water situation like that. So Alex, show it to him, show it to him one more time. And then I got to ask Mark a few more questions about what's next in his journey. We'll go full screen there. Mudgear.com. By the way, guys, code PUT6, say 15%. Those things are worth every penny at their MSRP. But uh, why don't we let you say 15% too while we're at it? So code PUT6, mudgear.com. Mark, you got a big year coming up, man. You have set lofty goals. This year, you will attempt to break the 24-hour rucking world record. I know your friends at Mudgear and Alex is going to be a big part of that. We're going to be as helpful as we can throughout the process. So, man, tell us about these lofty goals, where you're at in the process. And I know there's ways that folks can can come alongside you, man, can join up, can, can lock shields with you. So tell us about what's in store for 24. Yeah, so basically, you know, kind of di diving into a little bit of my resume earlier, uh, I, I found myself at this this crossroad of, of what's next. And, you know, just, just stretching out, warming up in my gym. Uh, there was nothing on the whiteboard. There's nothing on the calendar. So mm. when that happens, you're like, what, what am I training for? And at that moment, I said, let's go for a world record, but let's not be selfish about it. Let's, let's give back as much as possible through this journey. Let's find an organization, uh, specifically veterans based, uh, and, and really just work as hard, hard as possible to make them as much money as, as we can throughout this journey. Uh, and, and donate as much as we can throughout this journey. And really the goal is hundred miles in 24 hours with 40 pounds on record currently is 79 and some change. We're going to break that record. Dude, a no hundred miles, a hundred miles in 24 hours without a ruck. 
is a lot. <laughs> so is. 40 pounds added to that. You ain't just walking, dude. And I've seen you train. My man's not just out there walking with that thing on. I'll tell you that much. Well, you can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> run a little bit here and there, you know, speed walk, uh, double time. Right? I think, I think my rug buddies call it double time. I've seen you go double triple time, time, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, so it comes down to being like a, a 1340 pace. Um, uh, that sounds, sounds easy saying it, but when you get down to it and you start splitting up the runs and the walks, and your mind, it's its really like a mind and mental challenge as well. Um, because you just want to go, go, go. You actually have to, you have to strategize the entire time. But, uh, when you guys caught me that day uh, before your departure, doing that 34-mile run, you know, that was a big part of it. You know, the 17 miles on those roads that you showed earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's just straight away straight away you know hills here and there yeah uh let me jump in there for a second uh brian is that yep. i i um I, I think that um the uh the, the training that we saw him uh you know already doing um at this point to, to prepare for this was was pretty intense um and and we want to be a part of this journey with, with mark but i know he's looking for some uh uh, some other folks to, to take along, other organizations to to take along and and uh, and uh, share the journey. So I'd offer if, if there are um, any any uh, groups out there, uh, organizations, especially veteran re related, that want to be a part of this and share the journey. Um, you know, you feel free to email me. It's just Alex at uh, mudgear.com, and we'll get you connected with Mark and and this whole effort of the World Record yep. attempt to um, connect the dots on, uh, on, on, on these groups for, you know, awesome event that hopefully will uh, support a lot of uh, really cool causes. I was going to say the same thing. And it's unfortunate. We are, we've had a great conversation with him. We're starting to lose him a little bit at the end there. And Hey man, that's, that's life, right? That's the way the, the, the signals go. Sometimes the good news is, is the man's likely got to gear up, get the ruck on his back and head out for a training run anyway. So we likely just moved him along his journey. What's really cool about him and we can sing his praises because he's not here now and we can embarrass him as much as we want is this guy, Alex, and we've seen it, right? We got to spend the weekend with him. The guy's got such a heart outside of himself, right? Yeah. So when we tell you that Mark Jones is going to break the 24 hour rucking world championship this year, the record that's going to happen, right? That guy will set a goal and he'll go attain that goal. He needs your help along the way. So you reach out to Alex or you hit us up at the show here, right? You can send me a note anytime. You guys know how to get a hold of me, Brian at pickupthesix.com. Cause we need you to be a part of this journey with us, right? With Alex and I, right? We're going to support this guy throughout his efforts, but we're looking for some organizations. We're looking for some people that can get involved to help him. I've seen this guy pour out into us, having just met us in person, having just met me in person over the course of the weekend. And then I'll tell you this very quick story before we wrap up, because we got to get out of here and, and you got to go sell some socks and shoes. He's got to go train and we got other things to do here. We were out on that training day as we're putting him through the paces, we're putting him in the shoes and we're just, he's training six hours. He's just training. And we drove across on this regular route that he routinely works out on. And we drove across this house and we noticed this incredible, marine style pt course that he's never seen before it's brand new yeah and this guy i can't remember his name and i'm i'm sorry for that but this guy you might remember it alex i don't know this guy and his wife live there their son 
is in the military. This guy's whole family has been different iterations of military service. And he's just a massive patriot. And he's built this PT course in rural Arkansas to train military recruits. By the way, nobody's paying this guy a dime to do it. Yep. Right. So this guy's an unspoken hero too. But Mark goes and meets this guy. They've created a friendship. Mark's going to be helping him. I just, I watched him in, in, in the span of 10 minutes, Mark starts pouring into this dude. How can I help you? Not asking for anything. Just can I, can I come work on this farm with you and help you bring this thing to life? So guys, Mark Jones, is the real deal. Yeah. Right? It, it, was, real deal. it was one of these serendipitous moments that, uh, you know, you can't explain what's happening, but, but, uh, you remember what flew overhead right at the right moment, dude, a stinking bald Eagle just went flying <laughs> over top of us yeah. We're in the middle of this amazing moment. We haven't seen one all day and the freedom Falcon. <laughs> comes flying over time. I mean, it was, we're in the middle of something special here. That was a cool, cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big, the big man uh, orchestrated some amazing things. My brother, uh, it's great to connect with you. Mark's off to his next journey guys. Uh, be on the lookout for more information about Mark Jones and this world record breaking attempt. He will do this in 24. We'll keep you updated as we go. But also if you have an organization or brands that say, you know what, I'd like to get involved with this guy and help him make it happen. He's Malco at mudgear.com. I'm Brian at pickupthesix.com. You can reach out to both of us and we can make those connections. And my friend, Alex, you've been a great, a great friend and uh, an incredible supporter of our show here. And brother, we wouldn't be around you. I appreciate it. I I love having a real commercial and a real shoe, but that real commercial. We're doing it. We're going to roll that as long as we can. (laughs) You know what? We're going to watch it one more time before we go. And uh, we'll bid everyone a fair deal. I'll let you go, my brother. And we'll wrap up the show here and we'll go from there. It's good to see you, bro. It was good. Ciao. Outstanding. Alex Thrasher, owner of Mud Gear, Mark Jones, world record, world record breaking ruck athlete and a certified Mud Gear athlete and just a great friend of the show here as well. This has been a fun time. Guys, we're so grateful that you're a part of this show with us and uh, we couldn't do without those amazing sponsors. And if you want to be a part of the show as well, like my friends at Mud Gear, like my friends at Momentus, get in touch with the show and uh, lock shields with us and we can help create great stories, right? Create great stories in this space that connect people to something that's just a little bit bigger than themselves, right? That connect people through service, purpose, and impact. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six, and we will see you next time. In the world of outdoor sports, there's no escaping the elements. Every step you take defines your journey. And every step you take is one closer to your goal. Introducing the Mud Gear Speed Ruck. Place up the Mud Gear Speed Ruck to tackle the toughest obstacles. From the trail, to the road, to all terrains in between. I cover a lot of miles, and the right shoe could be a game changer. For me, the Mud Gear Speed Ruck is that game changer. The Mud Gear Speed Ruck offers unbeatable traction, durability for all elements, and unparalleled support for your ankles. All by partnering with the top trail running shoe designers on the planet. Made tougher and ready for anything. This is the Mudgear Speed Ruck. Available now from Mudgear. Gear for the modern hybrid athlete. Made tougher.